Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome to the very first podcast episode of 2022. I am so excited and honored to be here with you. And I cannot wait to dive into what is sure to be another fantastically wild ride (laughs) of no-nonsense nutrition education, mindset mastery, and other healthy eating habits, tips, tricks, and skills to help you reach your sustainable fat loss goals and create a healthy, confident, nourishing relationship with food and ditch diet culture forever. Today, I want to talk to you about goal setting. And I know at this point in the year, you might feel as though the topic has been exhausted, but bear with me because I'm going to take a slightly different approach. I don't know about you, but I grew up setting New Year's resolutions. Every New Year's Eve, my family would dig this little note card out of our stockings and we would write the year at the top and the goals that we wanted to reach. And we would read them out loud to each other. It was actually super cute. But over time, I realized we just stuffed these little note cards back in the bottoms of our stockings and honestly sort of forgot about them until the next Christmas season came around and we dug those stockings back out and we found our note cards in the bottom. And what that yielded was a lot of repeat resolutions because it was never at the forefront of our minds. It was never a daily practice that we kept close to us. It was a goal, a lofty goal, a poorly defined goal that we had and never really took it farther than that. So because I want more for you than to stuff your goal in the bottom of a stocking only to forget about it for the remainder of the year, this podcast episode is going to teach you how to set intentions, goals, resolutions, whatever you want to call them for the new year that you can actually reach. Now, first, I want you to know that I've actually just walked myself through the same process because I am a big believer of the fact that I never want to recommend or suggest or teach something to you that I am not first willing to try and embody and practice myself. So I feel kind of vulnerable doing this, but I'm going to share with you the goals that I have set for myself for 2022. Are you ready for this? I'm actually reading them off of my list. Goal number one, I want nutrition coaching with Nicole to make 250K in business this year. I know hearing that may feel kind of icky for you. I get it. I grew up in a family where talking about money, at least outside of our four 
family member unit was very taboo. And I grew up in a, a community where that was true too. But I don't think money has to be taboo. I have really come to believe that the way that we interact with and talk about money and think about money says a lot about our growth or fixed mindset. Do I think money is bad? Do I think money is the root of all evil? Am I afraid to invest in myself? Those are all rooted in in scarcity. Or do I believe that money is just an exchange of energy and I am worth investing in and I am worth being valued based on my credentials, my education, what I bring to the table, especially as a woman? Because the gender gap is way too freaking huge when it comes to business owners, but also just financial compensation when we compare men to women. So yeah, I'm telling you, and that might make you uncomfortable. It makes me a little uncomfortable, but I'm pushing through because I know that the service we offer to our coaching clients is truly transformative. I have full faith in that. There is not a doubt in my mind. I have seen it happen. I am a part of that transformation each and every time. And I believe in the power of coaching. And I have seen how your life can completely transform and improve and gain an immense amount of quality by being able to ditch diet culture and stop hating your body. And I know that my coaches and I deserve to be paid for that work. So this year, yeah, I want to help more women. I want us to serve more people like you who are done with crash dieting and want to learn how to listen to and honor and nourish their bodies. My second goal for 2022 is to actually finalize our adoption process and be on a waiting list. Now, the coolest part We've already started this, which honestly is the best position to be in. It's awesome to start something brand new in the new year, but it's even better to feel like you have a leg up because you already started walking towards this process. And so, yes, my husband and I are currently in the middle of finishing our home study, which for those who may not know, is where basically you get evaluated to make sure that you are fit to be parents to um, a, a new little baby or a child of any age who is needing to be adopted. So we have our first appointment next week, which is exciting, but we're going to have a social worker come out and just take a look at our house to see if there's anything that we need to change or adjust so that it's fit to start a family. And let me tell you, it is a lot of paperwork, but we know that it's going to be worth it. And it takes a couple of months to kind of get placed on a list. And then when you do, it could be months and months and months later until you find your placement. But my husband and I are super excited to grow our family through adoption. And this year we want to be on a list waiting for that new little babe to join our family. Third goal. (laughs) This one might sound kind of crazy, but I want to work my way to a four day work week. I recently took a week off and I was unplugged. I didn't have any coaching calls and it was wonderful. I didn't do anything super fancy. I honestly just caught up on some home projects, 
completing some of that adoption paperwork, taking more walks with our puppy Wesley, and just doing some things that honestly I should probably make time for anyway, but don't usually because as some of you might know, being a business owner is, it's a lot. It's an extra hat to wear that comes with a lot of responsibility and rightfully so. But I found that when I had a little extra time for myself, I was so much more energized and honestly, my mood was so much better. So I would love to figure out a way that I can now because I'm growing my team and I have Lauren serving as a co-coach for nutrition coaching with Nicole. I would absolutely love to work my way to a four day work week so that when we do invite this new little human being into our family, I have a little bit more freedom and flexibility to be a working mom because that's the goal. And then last but not least, my fourth goal that I wrote down and am committed to for 2022 is to play more. I want to make time for fun, something fun. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to cost anything, but I want to make time for more play and fun in 2022. I'm not very good at playing. Admittedly so, I am an action taker. I hate when there are tasks that are incompleted or unfinished. And I would rather check those off my list than put them on the back burner and make time for play. And while it has allowed me to succeed in many areas of life, it is costing me something to do so. And I want to make sure that I am not neglecting that spoke of the wheel in my life because I like to play and have fun and let loose. And I need to, I need to work on that skill. So those are my four goals for 2022. And let me tell you, it feels awesome to have written those down and really walked through, visioned, visionized, nope, imagined and envisioned what that is going to look like this year. Because it's not just setting the goal, writing it down on a piece of paper and then forgetting about it, right? We've already established that doesn't work. It doesn't serve you. So let me share with you five steps. They're not even steps per se, but five things that I want you to do to ensure that your goals, the resolutions that you set this year are going to be achieved. Step number one, don't set yourself up to fail with a perfection expectation. You're going to mess up. Not if, when you're going to mess up because you're a human, not a robot. So teach yourself that you can fail and mess up and keep going. Instead of embracing this, I'm going to do this perfectly mentality, try trading that for a, I'm going to get better at failing and picking myself back up again mentality. I see this all the time. I hear this from my clients all the time. Something like Whole30. The objective is to do it perfectly for 30 days. And if you happen to have a bit of dairy or you happen to have some carbohydrates, well, too bad for you. Back to day one. But that's not how life works. You have to learn how to fall, scrape your knees, get banged up and bruised, and keep going. That's the only way you're going to make progress because there's no progress to be made if you just keep oscillating between day 30 and day one, day 30 and day one. You have to learn how to fail 
Maybe you eat five cookies when you only told yourself you'd have one. Maybe you order takeout when you told yourself you were gonna make that really delicious, healthy salad. Whatever it is, that is going to happen because you are a human that makes emotional, impulsive choices sometimes. And if you have to start over every time you make one of those choices, you'll never get anywhere. You're a hamster on a wheel. So set yourself up for consistency, not perfection. And I actually want you to ask yourself, what is my plan for when I fail? I just walked a client through this. We were talking about how he feels so much better without sugar. And he told me before the holiday season, Nicole, I really don't feel comfortable having sugar over the holidays. I think I would do better if I just omitted it. And I said, okay, I support you, but what are you going to do when you have sugar? And he said, no, 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 my goal is not to have sugar. And I said, I hear you. I totally get it and I support you, but you're not going to live the rest of your life without sugar, right? He agreed, no. I said, so at some point you're going to have sugar, maybe when you didn't plan to, what are you going to do then? Because he was tired of starting over. He was tired of looking for the magic pill and he was ready to embrace a more sustainable solution. And a sustainable solution is one that always accounts for mess ups and failures and falling on your face. So what are you gonna do when you fail? And how can you replace that perfection expectation with a more realistic expectation, holding yourself to an appropriate standard? Step number two, don't let your ego get in the way. Ask for help. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you do not get extra brownie points or a gold badge for doing it alone. You don't, you don't get anything <laughs> for going it alone. Hire a coach, tell your loved ones, reach out to a support group on social media. This ensures that you make it harder to give up when February hits or March rolls around. And that extrinsic motivation, that external motivation that comes with the shiny new year that you have at the beginning, it makes it harder to quit when that external motivation disappears. It makes it harder to quit on the days when you just don't feel like it. This is something I have to work with a lot with my clients because they are often afraid to tell their loved ones what they're trying to accomplish, whether it's a sustainable weight loss goal or whether it's trying to eat more vegetables or whether it's trying to increase their movement, whatever. They don't want to tell their friends, their family, because they're afraid that their friends and their family will judge them when they don't do what they say they want to do when they mess up. But if we take a step back, that's essentially setting yourself up to fail because you're saying, well, I'm not going to tell these people that I love that could hold me accountable because I'm afraid that when I fail, they're going to judge me. So you're already saying, well, I'm not going to tell them because I know I'm going to fail, right? When, if these people really love us, they understand that we are not robots. We are not infallible. We are going to mess up and make mistakes. And we can say, Hey, when that happens, can you just help me? You know, maybe ask me how I'm doing or 
let's let's go on a walk and talk about how things are going. Have support. Recruit help. You don't have to do it alone. And there's no shame in messing up and not doing what you say you're going to do. It's more likely that you're going to do what you say you're going to do if you have help and you have support. But even if you do mess up, those people are there to help you. And if they're not actually there to give you unconditional support, as my husband would say, fuck them. (laughs) I tend to care a little bit too much about what other people think, so I totally get this fear. But at the end of the day, we don't have time. We don't have time. Life is too short to care about the thoughts and opinions of other people who really just don't rate. They don't love us unconditionally. Okay, I'm not going to let your opinion control my life. We can agree to disagree. Kind of got off on a tangent there. But step number two, don't let your ego get in the way. Ask for help. Recruit support. Step number three, this one might be a hard pill to swallow. Expect it to be hard. Our bodies want to maintain homeostasis. They want to stay exactly the same. Our brains want to do things the way that they've always done things. They want to stay the same. So while change is a constant, our bodies and our brains don't like change very much. Rocking that boat of what we've always done and how we've always acted comes with resistance. And that doesn't mean that you should quit. It doesn't mean that you're on the right, you're on the wrong road, rather. It's just a fact. Not all positive change feels good or easy or fun in the beginning. God, all the positive change I've created in my life has not felt good or easy or fun. The first thing that comes to mind, of course, is recovering from my eating disorder. I hated it. I hated recovery at the beginning. It was the worst because my brain believed that I was worth more when I weighed less. And my brain believed that if I ate carbohydrates and I ate fats, that was going to make me blow up like a balloon and gain all this weight and I would be unhealthy. That wasn't true. Those thoughts were not true, but it was so uncomfortable because in my mind, they were things I legitimately believed. So recovering was one of the hardest things that I've had to do ever. Also grief, recovering from the loss of my brother. That is not fun. That is not easy. And that does not feel good, but it's still positive change to learn how to navigate life with the loss of a loved one. A lot of positive change feels really shitty at the beginning. So I want you to know, even if you're not feeling like, gosh, this is amazing, this is so easy, it's okay. You might still be on the right track. Have a fallback plan for when things get hard. And I know this sounds kind of silly because I've gotten this question before. Well, Nicole, if I have a plan for when things get hard and when I fail, isn't that sort of just expecting myself to fail? Yes, yes. You're going to fail. Once again, circling back around to what we talked about previously, you are going to fail. Things are going to feel hard. You are going to mess up. Nobody gets by doing this perfectly. The most successful people fail all the time and have learned to navigate that failure in a shorter time span 
picking themselves back up faster each and every time. And they have a contingency plan for when things feel hard and don't go the way that they expect them to. Step number four, practice grace, patience, and curiosity. You are a human being that's not always going to get it right, and that's okay. You are going to make choices sometimes that don't feel good. They're not in your best interest. That's fine. But instead of judging yourself for it, instead of criticizing yourself for it, instead of feeling really guilty and full of shame and starting back at square one, it works so much better if you just sit down with yourself like you would a child who messed up and say, hey, what happened here? How did that feel? Why do you think you made that choice? When a similar situation circles back around, what would you do differently? I often equate this to children because I work with a lot of parents. And when your child does something, maybe that they know that they shouldn't, or they do something that it really doesn't serve anybody involved. I imagine most of you are not just going to yell at your child and tell them that they should feel really embarrassed for what they've done and shut them in a room. You're probably going to sit them down, ask them why they did what they did, what was their thought process behind it, maybe guide them to better understand what they could have done differently in the future and how that would have yielded a different outcome. I've, I've learned this with puppy training. Now, our puppy's over a year old now, but when you train your puppy, they tell you if he or she does something incorrectly, like let's say they go to the bathroom in the house, the worst thing you can do is shove their face in their little potty trip and say, bad dog, bad dog. The worst thing you can do is shame them and punish them for what they, they've done because they don't understand why that was a bad thing. So now what you're teaching them is that when they do that, they should hide it from you. So now they're gonna go to the bathroom like behind the couch or something. Or same thing if a puppy is growling and you're like, no, no growling. Well, next time you're teaching them, skip the growl and just go ahead and bite because now I should feel bad about the growling. I shouldn't give you a warning sign. I should just do this thing in secret or I should just act out. Instead, they teach you about positive reinforcement. Praise more of the behavior that you want to see more often. Make sure that you are validating what they do well. Do the same thing for yourself. Focus on those wins. Focus on celebrating even the teeniest, tiniest things that go well. With grace and patience and curiosity, embrace the things that didn't go well. And say, ugh, that sucked. But why did that happen? Why did I make that choice? What can I do differently? Grace, patience, curiosity. And lastly, number five, pivot when necessary. Oh, this one is so important because I think oftentimes in at least diet culture, we commit to doing something on January 1st and we say, I'm not eating carbs for the rest of the year, period. I'm always going to exercise five days a week, period. I'm cutting out all sugar, cutting out all alcohol, whatever it is. And maybe we get to day 20 and we realize 
we feel the shittiest we've ever felt because turns out my body needs carbs who knew and turns out five days of working out per week is just not sustainable for me and my work schedule and taking care of my family and watching out for my aging parents whatever turns out that cutting out all sugar doesn't allow me to really enjoy functions and birthdays and weekends and instead of pivoting and saying hey Instead of five days a week, let me work out three times a week. Instead of cutting out all carbs, I wonder if I could incorporate some more whole food carb sources, like potatoes, like rice, like fruit, like quinoa, like beans, and maybe just keep the chips, crisps, sweets, cookies to a minimum. Instead of just pivoting, we say, oh, I suck. I can't do this. I'm an epic failure. Now I have to start all over again. I have to try all over again. I'll do this next month. Or we just give up entirely, right? Like clearly I don't have what it takes. Clearly I don't have enough self-control. Clearly I don't have enough willpower. Nope. You just collected feedback that the original goal you set may have been a bit too extreme, may have been a bit too lofty and unrealistic, and that's fine. It's feedback. You learned, meh, that didn't work out for me. Let me share this example with you. I wasn't planning on sharing it, but it's just too apropos, as they say. I had a goal set for myself several years ago, two years, three years, I can't remember, that I was going to make 250K in the year. Did I do it? Nope. Nope, I didn't. Because my mental health came first. I started working towards that goal and happened to struggle with panic attacks that same year because this was this had to be two years ago, because it was 2020. My husband lost his job. I was our sole income provider for a while. I was trying to make sure all of my clients stayed healthy and happy, and I kind of didn't take care of myself well enough. And so I had to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know I really wanted this thing, and I set out to achieve this thing, but circumstances are telling me that this is not what needs to happen right now. And I need to pivot and instead focus on my mental health so I can keep showing up for my clients and reaching that revenue goal is not my priority anymore. Huge pivot. You know what? Served me best. And there's no shame in not having reached that goal yet. It just wasn't right for me at that time. My body told me it needed something different. So if your body is telling you that it needs something different, if your brain is telling you that it needs something different, pivot rather than dying on a hill just because you said you were going to. There is no shame in changing the game plan because you identified something that will serve you better or you identified something that doesn't serve you now. So these are my five steps for you. As you look forward to 2022, setting goals, setting resolutions, set them. There's nothing wrong with taking advantage of a new calendar year and allowing that to help you analyze. What did I accomplish? What do I still want to accomplish? Doing some introspection. What do I need this year? How can I hold myself accountable to that? But just make sure you're setting smart goals and you're actually changing your behaviors. This is what Lauren and I are in the business of doing, helping our clients to actually create true behavior change and not just a temporary intervention. Meaning if you do a 14 day, 21 day, 30 day diet, and then you go back to eating how you were before, that's an intervention. You just temporarily changed your behavior, but you actually didn't change anything in the long run. In fact, you might've made yourself more frustrated and you might've just 
harmed your body a little bit more. <laughs> but if you focused on setting smaller, more realistic goals and focusing on consistency and repetition, you create habit. And that is how you create true lasting behavior change. If that's something that you need a little extra help and support doing this year, I invite you to fill out a nutrition coaching with Nicole application. The link is in the show notes below, and we would be more than happy to help you create healthy eating habits and sustainable fat loss that feels fantastic for you. Helping you to change your behaviors, not just for 30 days, but for a lifetime based on what you know and learn along the way will serve you and your body best. I love you. I am so excited for what this year will bring for us. And I'm really, really glad that you're here joining me on this wild ride of life. Catch you on the flip side squad. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.